welcome to this week's episode of Not D&D, brought to you by EN World Live. As always, I'm your host, Jessica, and joining me this week, we have Tom Bloom. Tom, so much, thanks so much for joining us. Hello, thanks for having me. <laughs> so this week, I'm very excited because I recently discovered, a bit late to the party, because it's been out for a few years, that uh, Lancer... Yeah, it's been out a few years, but I, <laughs> I don't know where I've been. But I recently uh, heard about it and was reading about it, and I was so excited, so I wanted to uh, have you on the show to come on and, uh, and talk about Lancer and share yeah. it with everybody. Thank you very much for having me. Of course, no problem. Yeah. Uh, if you are watching us live, any links, things we talk about, we're going to pop on the screen like this in the manner here so you can know what we're talking about. Mm. And if you're listening to the podcast, links will be in the show notes so you can find them all there. So, Tom, we're here to talk about Lancer. But before we do, I'm very nosy, so I want to talk about you as a person, uh, as sure. a fellow role player. Uh, so oh. my first question I always ask is, when? Uh, what was the first role-playing game you remember playing? Um... Man, that's a good question. I I, I actually yeah. think I, I I played um third edition D and D. Actually, it was the first Classic. one I, I played back okay. back in like <laughs> I think it was in middle school. Okay. In six in like sixth grade or something, some some mm-hmm. friends were playing it after school, and we I think I don't think we were really playing D and D, but we were playing D and D. So. But you were you were sat around uh, playing, <laughs> telling stories and rolling some dice. Yeah, we were rolling yeah? some dice and stuff. We used to play at the lunch tables out there. I actually met mm-hmm. the co-writer of Lansu. Uh, my good friend Miguel Lopez uh, playing D anD D in the seventh grade, and so I've known oh, him wow. for I've known him for over twenty years now, and that's um, amazing. And we we wrote our games together, right? But that's how I met him was was playing that D anD D game. Um, Perfect. Yeah, oh, and, I, 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 and, so I, cool. and I played that. That's how circular for this podcast. Kind of cool, right? Yeah. Then I stopped I stopped playing D anD D for a while after after mm-hmm. middle school. Yeah. And then uh, didn't really play it in high school, and then fourth edition came out and played a lot of that in college, and. Mm-hmm. Um, then discovered uh, Apocalypse World mm-hmm. and Blades in the Dark and a bunch of other like indie stuff. I used to play Fiasco, yeah. which I'll probably talk yeah, about. I later love Fiasco. I yeah. Like yeah, and um, mm-hmm. I had like I had like we did we did we had played Fiasco, a uh, uh, writer's circle style, like like okay. um, telephone style, but we would write we'd do a scene that we passed it around like on, on like a nice. we had, had like a Facebook group where we played Fiasco. It was weird. It was very yeah, it was perfect. a strange way to play that game, but <laughs> no, those um, yeah. Those- that style of gaming is coming back, like forum-based mm. text, like jump in when you can style of thing. Oh, There's yeah, a new yeah. app coming out for it. I can't remember what it's called now, but that's it's coming back. So, And yeah. then uh, re- recently, uh, a few years ago, I, I, I picked up Blades in the Dark, um, mm-hmm. and that is, remains my favorite game, and I've been playing campaigns of that on and off for about four years now. So Amazing. And that's linked to Icon as well, which we're well, not talking about in this show necessarily, but... Uh, yeah, it's, it's, yeah, I, I like it's the narrative. Yeah. yeah, I, I might end up reworking that as, as you know, with all things. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> maybe not, maybe not. But anyway, that's not what we're here to talk about. We're here to talk about Lancer in this, uh, in this show. So I'll, I'll try and focus on that. Um, but yeah, so, so your journey has gone from like classically playing D&D into kind of more indie stuff. So how did you uh, end up creating games instead of opposed to being somebody that just plays them and enjoys them? Uh, yeah, how how did how did that happen? Well, I, uh, I I used to write all kinds of board games stuff as a hobby, mm-hmm. and uh, I don't know if you you probably know this about me, but I, I I am a comic artist. That's my my day job. Kill six and, billion uh, demons. Yes, yeah. you should read it. <laughs> Kill six billion demons dot com. I update mm-hmm. every Friday. Yeah. I've updated every Friday for about eight and nine years now. I think. Oh wow! Um, yeah, and uh, that's what I've been doing with my life for a long, long time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Amazing. And, uh, what, you know, what like, it's a it's a published comic. You can buy the, the copies of Image Comics. It's in stores. There should be a, a volume five in, in stores next year, in February, mm-hmm. March. You should go. You should buy it. 
check it out okay, if you like you if you like yep. D or, or if you like not D rpgs you might enjoy the comic but anyway i do that <laughs> i do that full time yeah and uh i like to have creative i don't know about you but i like to have creative output that is not your job right i mean your job mm -hmm. is creative output you want to look for alternative sources of like you know doing something creative that's not just for you know your day job kind of for thing. money so, yeah yeah so well yeah so so i would uh because i love doing comics but you know it gets it grinds mm -hmm. me a bit when you have to do comics every week for your mm -hmm. entire life right so i was yeah. like oh i'll do i'll do some game design stuff because i really enjoy game design mm -hmm. and i uh, so i just did it on and off i i did it as a hobby i did it as a hobby when i was work, uh, working in japan uh i would i i lived there for two years teaching english um mm -hmm. and which is when i started doing my comic and I have a lot of downtime with the office and I would write games. Mm -hmm. I'd write like board games out um, in my free time. Um, so I've always just kind of done it. And uh, Lancer in particular came because uh, I just finished writing a PBTA hack for my comic. I made a, mm -hmm. I made a, um, I made one from, for Kill Six Billion Demons. Cause I was yeah. like, oh, it's pretty easy to do PBTA hack. It's not a very good PBTA hack, by the way. You shouldn't play it. It's not, it's not a good game. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, there's lots, there's lots of nice lore in it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. If you want to check it out, it's on my Patreon. You can, you can sub to my Patreon for $1 and go download everything on there. And, uh, it's, uh, it's called Broken Worlds. It has a lot of cool lore and stuff in it. So it's kind of fun, but I don't think it's actually a particularly good game. So, <laughs> but I did that. And, uh, and Miguel, my friend that I were, um, mm -hmm. We were looking for a mech role-playing game to play because mm -hmm. Miguel's quite into military sci-fi stuff. Sure, he likes uh, Halo and yeah. um, Battlestar Galactica and all that stuff. Sure. And and he wanted to run a mech game, and he was like looking around for options, and everything was like proprietary stuff, like like uh, BattleTech, right? Yeah. Um, or or like Gundam or whatever, and, and like how does it like look for right? And you're like, mm -hmm. oh, okay, like I can't really find a game that fits my. And I was like, well, why don't we just write one? Yeah, you know, because that, that's course. the mind. That's the mindset <laughs> I was in. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. I've always kind of been in that mindset though about things, because like you know, uh, I, I, I don't know. I just like I like working on pro creative projects and stuff. So I got into comics mm -hmm. in the first place. So I just would do it, and then I just you know it turned into my job. So the problem with me is I make work to get away from my work. Mm -hmm. So so like I said, I need I need another creative output. Uh -huh. I. I was trying to work at this game to get away from my comic, but then the, the game became a job, and then we ended up kickstarting it for a ton of money and printing 10,000 books and stuff for a long period of time. <laughs> and here we are. And now I'm making another game to get away from this game to get away from my comics. You see, it will continue forever. Yeah. So yeah, I'm doomed, yeah. basically. That's sort of just how it, that's, that's how it. <laughs> well, it's lucky for us as players because it means we're going to get more books out of it and more products yeah. and stuff. So, yeah, I mean, I'm pleased true. with the situation. <laughs> I'm, I feel I'm benefiting from your problems. But yeah. Yeah. But that's, so, how, that's how that all came about. Yeah. That's how I got into game design. And I've been doing that. I've actually I've designed a lot of games other than Lancer. I've mm. written a game called Gun. I've written a game called Skull Wizards of the Chaos Caverns, which is a, mm -hmm. a, a Mad Libs RPG you can download and play <laughs> on my Patreon. Yeah. And I wrote a game called The Archmage's Apprentices, uh, where you play Wizards. It's a one-shot game where you play Wizards Apprentices trying to fix some problem in the tower you're in while you're, the yeah. Archmage is off away. Like the Sorcerer's Apprentice kind of situation, but way more zany. And uh, I think that is reasonably yeah. fun. I've actually played that uh quite a bit i've tested it quite a bit it's a good game and i probably will be publishing that eventually but other than lancer i mean i'm working on icon so the jrpg 
game. So yeah, with all your free time, you'll probably do some. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But we're here to talk about Lancer. So sorry. (laughs) This is this is the theme of this podcast. We're here to talk about Lancer. Anyway, you got you got to keep your phone. I will go off on tangents for for thirty minutes. I love it. I love it. The guests who talk is the ideal thing. The worst is when you have a guest on that doesn't want to talk a lot. So (laughs) it makes my job harder. (laughs) But so talking about Lancer. So as you say, it's about mechs. um, Yes. Obviously, because you were looking for a game to play uh, around that, couldn't find one you wanted, so you created one. Um, So tell us a bit about the setting so what is the setting in Lancer? Yeah well so actually I think Lancer has a fairly interesting setting so it's not like people um it's military sci-fi right mm-hmm. but it's like it's kind of weird around the edges I think probably Miguel likes a lot of Bungie games like Halo and Destiny and stuff so it has a very similar mm-hmm. vibe to those like the bunch okay. of like video games um so that you know you're you're I think someone's described it that the 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 term he coined was mud and lasers, right? Everything is a little bit grounded, but there's yeah. like some there's some weirdness around the edges, um, which is always important in any kind of setting. I think you always need a little mm-hmm. bit something a little bit mysterious, a little bit weird, a little bit odd in there, especially in fantasy or sci-fi settings, because you need to have a place to insert you know your imagination and creativity, and um, and it has to be some sense of wonder or mystery. I think in in all good sci-fi settings, so we have yeah. stuff like big max and stuff. But we also have like the AI in Lancer is really weird. Uh, the, the there's a lot of technology in it that doesn't work by known laws of physics, and and okay. you, you can do stuff like mess with t- like so there's a mech that messes with time, for example. Like uh, why not? Yeah, why not? Right, and so th- th- there's a little bit of weirdness, but yeah, basically like it, it's um it's a uh, set very far in the future after humanity has like collapsed, mm-hmm. and um and then rediscovered itself basically, and is spread out to the the stars. And there is a central polity called Union, which basically is like being the closest analog I think of as the Star Trek Federation. Sure. Uh, I, I, and it's it's very big and ponderous, and mm-hmm. or, or the Acumene, I guess, from the Ursula Le Guin's novels. Um, mm-hmm. So basically, it's 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 this huge space hegemon, and it's like trying to unite and kind of re- reunite humanity after it's been scattered to the stars and basically all the growing pains therein. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's very, got a very complicated, it's very political and very like bureaucratic, you know, is it? And, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But there was a couple of things about the setting that I think were very uh, worth highlighting. One, one is that like, yeah, the, the game has, it's not just like your standard sort of sci-fi setting. There's a lot of weird, interesting stuff. For example, there's a race of people that says these dudes called, they, they're people, they're humans, right? Oh, one thing, mm-hmm. there's no, there's no aliens in Matsu. It's about okay. people. It's about people. It's about humans and mm-hmm. post-humans basically. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, that was important to us because uh, we wanted it to be about people in their struggles and not about an other that we could mm-hmm. foist your all your grievances on. It's about us and the people you're fighting are people, and we should be considering that. And so mm-hmm. it has it has that kind of tone to it. It's it's one where humanity is it's is about humanity basically. And there's no aliens mm-hmm. and nothing like that. Okay. Um, it's one, yeah, one where the setting is very weird, like I mentioned. So one kind of person is there's these guys called the Volodors, uh, for example, and they live in between space in these okay. big, like, city ships. And, and, like, they live in, like, sort of, like, the, the, the blink space, the warp kind of area. And they're okay, all eight cool. foot tall. And they have, yeah. and and they're all they all wear power armor and never come out of it. And they trade, they could show up, they trade, and they disappear. Their technology is like three thousand years ahead of where it should be. Uh, they they are eight, they're like they don't, we don't know they don't have they have different concepts of gender. They're pacifistic. 
they're all anarchists. They have no leadership or anything. They just live on these, these weird big trader ships that show up. And they might be hunting down time parasites. Just, just weird shit like that around Maybe. the edge. And then you have like very grounded, like getting your mech, turn some bolts, like oil it up a bit kind of stuff. <laughs> well, that's the wonderful thing about... Oh, sorry, oh, you were yeah. saying. No, go on, please. Uh, I was saying the nice thing about space is you can do really weird stuff like that because it's such a big universe. And you can kind of yeah. be like you know this about it because you've touched this side of it, but you don't know because it's big and yeah, they're advanced. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, I mean, so, yeah. Yeah, the point, the point of that is to say that, like, w- there's a lot of this, uh, parts of the setting which are kind of weird or undefined or, 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 or mysterious, and they're kind of for mm-hmm. you to define in your own game, which I think is important. Sure. Like I said, for yeah, yeah. fantasy or stuff, mm-hmm. and, I, and I like that. I, I don't like settings where everything is, like, so clear, clearly written out and, mm-hmm. you know... Um, there's a sense of mystery to it. So if you if you like that about you know there's like the classic you know in Star Trek they they're going around and start it's this is a very sort of mm-hmm. vague Star Trek theme in this too. They're going yeah. around the universe and they're looking at things. They don't, they don't run up into some anomaly and go, uh, oh that's a class C this and that we know about that. We can look it up in the monster manual. They go to it mm-hmm. and they go, what the hell is that? That's some kind of energy being or something. And they yeah, have yeah. to figure it. That's the whole, the whole episode is them figuring that out. Right? Yeah, uh, it's a very political setting, man. It really cares about mm-hmm. politics. Really cares mm-hmm. about you know the ethics around like when it is okay to like get into a fight and why and what's what's going on there mm-hmm. and the last thing i think is important is that um the the the, the big central polity in, in union is uh it's it's genuinely well-intentioned it's not like an evil empire right mm-hmm. it's trying to, to act for the betterment of humanity and that's obviously very complicated but it's yeah. not it's not like it's not like the, ev- the classic evil empire. You're not fighting yeah. in a setting where there's a big evil empire. The, the big hegemon is actually like, no, we want to basically make sure people have human rights. And uh, that's a, that's obviously a much more complicated question um, yeah. for the players to explore. But but like we wanted to write a setting that was vaguely optimistic and not mm-hmm. pessimistic or dystopian because um, we, mm-hmm. we just think it's kind of tired and played out and we think. Yeah. You know, we wanted to we wanted to write this. This is this is why it's fantasy. We wanted to write a setting where the big central government policy was generally trying to do the right thing. So, like I said, yeah. it's a science fiction fantasy. Well, <laughs> that's kind of like where Star Trek started, isn't it? It's like you know, True, yeah, yeah. we want to we're nice people. We want to go out and do stuff. Yeah, yeah, and and you can see you can see mm-hmm. uh, people's attitudes towards that in in like the more modern Star Trek stuff, where mm-hmm. the the Federation has become like this really weird, dark, cynical version of itself, which I hate. Mm-hmm. I hate. It's much better for it to be a genuinely well-intentioned entity that is complicated and has politics and problems like any other, but is like trying to do the right thing. That is more interesting to me than like, oh, yet yet another cynical take on bureaucracy and government structure it's um yeah because i think it is easy to to look at something and if someone's doing something bad if if you're like well they're a bad evil person or a bad evil thing then that's great but if somebody that's trying to do something good does something bad yeah that's more difficult i mean it's still an issue but like yeah yeah it's 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 very easy to look at people that when something goes wrong go well that's just because they're an evil terrible group or thing there there is no there's no i mean there Mm. there are like you know there's uh there's a Concessions for in lots of this piracy, there's there's slavers oh, sure. and stuff. There's people who want you know to crush and oppress their populations and stuff. And then you could be feel okay, mm-hmm. you know, getting into big mech and shooting the shit out of them. But like, it's it's a little more interesting. There's a little more nuance yeah. to it, right? Um, that was important to us to establish in the setting that like violence is generally motivated, and there's some, there's something yeah. else going on there for sure. Cool. 
so so we've got the setting there which sounds very awesome which is what drew drew me and i think a lot of people that resonated with them as well uh so let's kind of talk a little bit about the kind of core mechanics of it yeah. um so so if we start by so it's like a, a d20 system and uses other dice like d6 and things yeah. as well but could you how how does it mostly work because i know that there's three types of kind of dice rolls like skill checks attacks and saves so maybe if right. we, we start there and move on well, so, so so to say, um, you only ever need two types of dice for this game, which is a d6 mm -hmm. and a d20. It's mm -hmm. a d20 system, so you'd be rolling a, d, a d20. Generally, you're going to make mm -hmm. a check and roll over a number, right? Very simple. Mm -hmm. The thing that's important to me about that people understand about Lancer is Lancer doesn't really have any overlap between a narrative side of things and a tactical combat side of things. This is a mm -hmm. theme, and I think a lot of my games that have tactical combat in them because I okay. think they are different systems. Mm -hmm. um, you wouldn't play a video game like Final Fantasy VII and expect the game to handle, you know, walking around the world map, talking to people the same way that it handles turn-based combat, right? Sure. They operate, yeah. they operate by different mm -hmm. rules. In fact, even yeah. in in D and D, mm -hmm. um, we already use different sets of rules for in combat and out of combat because, of course, you don't mm -hmm. take turns out of combat. You don't have initiative outside of combat. You don't, you know. So, mm -hmm. so I, I just wanted to make that more clear. So, basically, in, in Lancer, you have narrative play and you have tactical combat play. Okay. And there, there is nary, nary a, a wisp of overlap between the two of them, essentially. Okay. Okay. Um, and basically, you're making a skill check. Uh, skill checks in Lancer are always ten. That's just it. That's just the, the difficulty is always ten, and you're trying mm -hmm. to roll over it, and you have a little bonus because you, um, you have some basically some some out of combat uh, skill triggers is what we call them. Mm -hmm. um, that they give you some bonuses, uh, mm -hmm. and then it's sort of a degrees of success thing. So uh, there's what is a roll, which is a risky roll, which is if it's a you only you'll need a higher than a twenty to make it uncomplicated. But if you roll between a ten and a twenty, you succeed, but there's some complications. And then there's a okay. heroic roll, which you just need a twenty or over to succeed, and that's that's it. So it's like okay. much harder. Very mm -hmm. simple out of narrative system. You can mm -hmm. play the game like that. It's it's super smooth. It's super easy. There's really not much to it. That's very intentional because this game is about getting into mechs and blasting. Okay. So if you if you uh if you don't if you play this game like a standard RPG role like I I would just almost describe Lancer as a as a war game with a role playing game attached to it. It's how I would okay. describe it. It's it's very tactical combat focused. Majority of the rules are going to be about that about the mech building itself. Yeah. The mech building itself is uh, and the tactical combat rules are a lot more complicated, but basically, you know, you have actions, you're going to be able to use your systems, yeah. you're going to be able to, like, take things in your turn and reactions, it's all a lot, it's mm -hmm. very, it functions similarly to D&D, &D, mm -hmm. but uh, you have a lot more options and you have a lot more interesting ways you can build your character and uh, okay. and so on and so forth. So that that that's those are the big things about how the game plays. If you, if you like mm -hmm. having a game with very light out-of-combat stuff and then the in-combat stuff is very meaty, I would mm -hmm. highly recommend Lancer to you if you're into that. If you're not into tactical games, combat heavy, heavy games, mm. I would not recommend Lancer to you. Um, so it's not, is... it's not for Leroy Jenkins then. No, <laughs> there is okay. there is a uh, there's an expansion we released called the Character Trade Baronies Field Guide or Field Guide to Character Trade Baronies that has an alternative <laughs> narrative system in it called the Bond System, which mm -hmm. I think is. Free. I can't remember if that part of it's free or not, but it, it is a little bit easier. Yeah, check it out. Yeah, yeah be on Master Press. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, you can, uh, that, that expands it a little bit, but in the base book, it's very lightweight and the combat is very heavy. So, uh, but if you're into that kind of thing, I would highly recommend it. Okay. It's, a, it's a great time. If I've, having played in lots of, my, in lots of games with lots of myself. <laughs> uh, just a few, maybe. Yeah. 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 It's Fantastic. Very good. Well, 
let's let's dig into it a little bit then. So um, let's talk about the characters, the people you're playing. So you'll get, like yeah. say, the main bit of the game is getting into mech suits and yeah, going and doing cool stuff. So who are the people getting in the mech suits and like how does character creation kind of work? There's like a there's like a side of like making your character, making the background of your character, that kind of thing. It's it's pretty like I said, pretty lightweight, pretty pretty straightforward. There's some tables mm -hmm. you can roll on. Um, you might have a background which will give you bonuses to your skills and stuff. Mm -hmm. uh, you can be anybody, but like from like a mercenary to a super soldier to like you know like I think it's a, one is like a celebrity, <laughs> whatever. But sure, Lance, why not? Lance is like a catch-all for like ace. It's like the ace equivalent for a mech. So. Mm -hmm. uh, that's what people just call call you know an ace mech pilot in the universe. So you could basically be anybody who's there, and, and they're and they're not really like it's not like it's a job you do. It's like you're doing piloting in a mech. You're an exceptional pilot. Someone's like, oh, you're a lancer now. Like okay. that's what you're up to. Um, and that that's the narrative side of things. Making a character, mm -hmm. making a mech is a lot more complicated. <laughs> but but it's not yeah. as complicated as it, as it might seem. How it works? Should I explain this? Or, uh, yeah, I yeah. Let's go on this. Well, um, yeah. I, I'll be very brief about it, but. If you yeah. like character building, Lancer is, is an excellent game for that. We have mm -hmm. probably the best, I will say this right now, the best character builder app in the industry. And I firmly believe that. I, I don't make that claim lightly. It's called ComCon. Uh, there oh, it is. I There's have the looked this right up, there. yes. It, it looks uh, visually really cool. It's like, amazing. In, in theme it's, for it, the setting, yeah. It's got an awesome interface. Um, you can actually change the setting. One of the settings in there, by the way, We'll, we'll make the homepage of your terminal filled with in-universe shit posting. It'll be like its own kind of um, like PHP forum, like Discord thing, but it's all okay. in universe stuff, which is awesome. It's the Horus theme. You should try try that out when you, if you try the I have app not out. tried that out yet. But if you use the really, character yeah. builder, it's, it's really, really good. It'll let you build a character really quickly and quickly, easily. You can put it into active mode. You can actually track everything on, on the app itself. It's mm -hmm. free. Um, any content we release has all of its player-facing content, so all the new mechs, talents, whatever, mm -hmm. come free to put, and you can just download them, the file, and pop them into the app. It runs in a phone, it runs in a web browser. You don't have to install anything. You can save things onto your browser data, and it'll, and you can export characters. It's it's, it's an amazing, amazing piece of work. We we um, didn't develop it ourselves, but it's a fan developed, still ongoing. They have a Patreon. We've bought mm -hmm. the exclusivity to it as part of the Kickstarter, so we do like own the rights to the app. But yeah, uh, they're doing their own thing. Highly recommend oh. you check it out. Throw those guys your support; they're doing an excellent job. But it makes building a character really easy. Um, mm -hmm. So in Lancer, uh, the game was built, and and the fans, the fans is very topical given that Armored Core Six is coming out pretty soon. Mm -hmm. uh, the video game uh, from software video game. Uh, I played mm -hmm. Armored Core a bunch in like high school. And that was the thing I was thinking about. Because one of the things I really liked about um, Core mm -hmm. was uh, you can mix and match little parts on your mech for like different bonuses. Like you can pick okay, the kind yeah. of legs you want to put in your mech. You pick kind of weapons. And that customization mm -hmm. felt kind of core, right? Mm -hmm. when, you, when you have a mech game, you kind of want to be able to customize it, right? You want to see yeah. how it looks, how it plays. Yeah. So, so how Lancer works is in D&D, &D, if you've just played D&D, &D, you, mm -hmm. you, know, you pick a class and that's it. Right, and then you just you're just doing that for twenty levels or whatever. And if you're a cool kind of kind of try hard person, you might multi class. You might pick up another Whoa. class, and you might play that. Calm instead. down. <laughs> right. Well, Lancer is is open ended, and it's mm -hmm. actually built with quote unquote multi classing in mind. So basically, you you pick a mech, and that mech mm -hmm. has like a superpower. It's got like a, a once a, once a mission ability it has, which kind of mm -hmm. themes it, and it's got a core that does cool stuff like. Mm -hmm. You can see in the mech combat picture there, 
you got the black beard there. He's the guy in the front, right? He's doing his big axe and stuff. He's a mm-hmm. melee mech. His deal is he's got like uh, cabling he can use to like spider men around, and he can like nice. scorpion pull people over. And mm-hmm. he, his his like wants permission power is he can do that to everybody, just suck them all in. Um, and and that's like how your mech kind of functions in combat. Is it like a brawler? Mm-hmm. Is it a hacker? Is it like you know? Yeah. But uh, what you can take is you can take aside from that you can take additional levels in that mech. And, and they're all called licenses because you're actually licensed to part of that mech. You can access okay. all this gear and stuff. Mm-hmm. And you get three levels. It's just three levels per mech. But you can mix and match them. Okay. So I could take three levels in Blackbeard, which is the guy in the front there, like a melee brawler. Mm-hmm. And I could take uh, one level in Lich, which is the back guy in the, okay. in the beam, the really mysterious, creepy-looking guy. That's a yeah. dude that can like rewind time. So, like, if I like the the weird time gun on the Lich, I can take that and put that on my Blackbeard. And vice versa, I could take the axe from the Blackbeard and put the axe and the Blackbeard on the Lich. And and I can also, you could also just, like, mix and match literally anything you like. So you could, I could do one level on this, one mm-hmm. level on this, one level, and just make this weird, you know, amalgamation. So while you have basic archetypes for these mechs, you can kind of customize them to a heavy degree to kind of make nice. them look like you want. Yeah. Uh, for example, there's a there's a mech called the Tortuga, which is this like cool bodyguard mech, and typically it's yeah. meant to have a big shotgun and kind of sit and protect its allies and stuff. But it has pretty good systems because it's like you know it's like a, 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 a sentinel mech, right? It's like watching stuff. So people have actually done this build, a very popular build with the Tortuga, where you take a bunch of hacking stuff in it, and it becomes a really good hacker, even though you're like this like big beefy you know shielded bodyguard mech. Mm-hmm. Um, so it has an insane amount of customization. There are twelve license levels. Um, and you can finish most of your mech builds by about level six or so, and the rest is just kind of gravy to like <laughs> mess around with what you want to do. Um, so it's uh, it has this unprecedented level of like customization and freedom when you're like building your mechs, and people have done some crazy stuff with it. So and it all works. It's all yeah. reasonably balanced, and it's mm-hmm. very easy to do with your with your app. Um, that sounds. And, uh, yeah. yeah, that sounds really fun for group play as well, because then everyone can have different stuff that their yeah. mechs do, so it feels more personalized from a narrative perspective. But also, as you say, it's a tactical combat game, so actually, right. it matters what combinations you have and how you work together and and do stuff to in yeah. fights. I guess, yeah, yeah. If you if you want to play the ultimate support mech, heal your al- mm-hmm. allies, shield them, block stuff coming in, you can absolutely do that. Um, if you want to play a big beefy tanky mech that just sits there and is like protecting an area you can absolutely do it several ways in fact mm-hmm. and you can either double down on that or you can like divert so you can play you know because you can pick whatever mm-hmm. you want basically um including in our most recent material you can do there's a class of weapon called super heavy which right. is you know above the heavy weaponry this is stuff like giant laser cannons and stuff and typically they can only be mounted on the biggest mechs well as an option in the most recent uh splat book we just put out well, you can pop that in anything, including half-size mechs, which are basically like power suits. So you could be just you know, a guy with a big cannon, the cannon's bigger than you if you want. You could do that. I'm not that sounds fun. <laughs> so yeah, uh, heavy, heavy mech customization. Do what you want, play with your friends, like play with all kinds of stuff. Um, and uh, if you're into character building, if you're into that kind of thing, it's 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 like a playground for you, basically. Yeah, that, that yeah. sounds very appealing to me with that. Um, do you have any particular mechs you've created that you've got a soft spot for or any any particular ones that have stood out to you that you've you've played with or seen? Oh yeah. Um well I mean so you know the mech there's actually so there are there are I think in the base there's 29 mechs and then we have a mm-hmm. bunch more in the splat books. 
Um, so there's a lot of options. It was a nightmare yeah. to balance everything. <laughs> I was about to say, when you said uh, it's all balanced, I was like, how? Yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah. It took a long, a long time and a lot of playtesting uh, mm -hmm. is basically the answer. Um, mm -hmm. I, I'm very posh. I, I, I quite like the Tortuga myself. I also, mm -hmm. um, I'm a fan of the Lich. Which is the yeah, one that, that sounds about. cool, the concept, it, yeah. The, the idea, so the, the Lich belongs to, to one of the manufacturers. There are four manufacturers in this game, which is basically how we talk about, like, uh, sort of, like, roughly, like, role, right, in combat. Okay, so you have yeah. IPS Northstar, which make the big rugged mechs to look like something from StarCraft, right? They're mm -hmm. the big, like, mining mechs. You have Harrison Armory, which make energy mechs. They do, like, energy weapons, energy shielding. They're all top-of-the-line advanced stuff. You have uh, Smith's Romano Corpro, which does... Um, like the Lamborghinis of mechs, like the anime okay. mechs. They're, they're fast, okay. sneaky, stealthy ones, right? So you see, they all have mm -hmm. a kind of a, a theme, right? The, so it's mm -hmm. 29, 28, 28 base mechs, another one, mm -hmm. but they're all split into these different manufacturers. So you can basically okay, say, yeah. I want a tough mech, I want like a technical mech, I want a fast mech. The last one is Horus, and Horus are the hackers, but right. they, they're so good with hacking, they can do things like shoot you with a gun that doesn't exist yet. And, you know, uh, <laughs> you know, okay, sure. Uh, <laughs> blot out space. There's a, there's, yeah, so I, I, I was very responsible for all the weird stuff in settings, so I'm a that, big Horus fan. Yeah, that's what I say, that appeals to me the most. I hear that, I'm like, oh, the weird stuff. Tell, tell me tell me about this weird so, stuff. Well, I'll tell you, yeah. I'll tell, so, so the, the, lit, yeah. the Lich is a mech that you get it, and mm -hmm. and when you pick, in, in the, the lore of the game, when you pick up the Lich, you have actually, turns out you've actually had the license already, and you had it, you've had it for like a thousand years. <laughs> And it was also like the license was like licensed by you, but right. it's also dated ten thousand years in the future. And there's an okay. audio recording of your voice, and you're like, how did that? How did that happen? How am I alive in ten thousand? Because it's it's a time manipulation mech. Okay. You could literally die in the lich, and 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 its gimmick is it has terrible stats, but but once a fight, it can resurrect itself and rewind time and return to its original location. So obviously you can do some crazy stuff with that. Like you can fire yes. a gun that overloads your reactor, blows you up, and then undo it if you're feeling like it. Um, there's also one I mentioned nice, before yeah. called the, the, the Pegasus, which I'm quite a fan of. It's another Horus one. Mm -hmm. Looks like um, an Evangelion monstrosity. <laughs> and that's the one that has a gun that is like uh, basically an elder god that's been contained in a little orb. And it's a gun that right. isn't actually a gun, doesn't really, doesn't exist, but they can still okay. shoot you with it. And its gimmick is it can just do it can just do one damage to anything, and that's it. And there's nothing that can prevent it. You just do one damage to somebody, which is very useful in a game where you have energy shields and armor yeah, and all yeah, kinds yeah, of stuff. Yeah. Um, so, so all kinds of weird esoteric stuff. And, and then there's like yeah. you know there's like the Lancaster, which is like a big you know uh, big dog mech that that uh, shoots you with healing foam and helps you out. Like it just it runs the gamut. <laughs> that that sounds yeah. great. That sounds yeah. that sounds awesome. It sounds fun. So that it sounds like this game really delivers on. Hey, I want to mess around in mechs and make some really cool, fun stuff, and you can customize it, and make it. Mm -hmm. Sounds like it absolutely delivers. We talked a bit about how you said how the rules for kind of narrative combat and uh, na so narrative play and combat are yeah. are different. Quite so it's a little yeah. So we talked a little bit about skill checks being different. Is it possible to give an overview of mech combat and how that? what that looks like and uh, um... yeah 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 basically um uh i'll give you the basic pitch man it's it's uh -huh. round based uh it runs off a popcorn initiative system which i quite like what that means is when you go mm -hmm. it's going to be a player then an npc then a player then an npc okay so you don't get this big crush of players alpha striking all the npcs or vice versa mm -hmm. so it doesn't feel bad 
It mm -hmm. also means you can take your turn at any time. You, you get to choose who goes next, basically. Mm -hmm. So you're always kind of engaged. There's also a lot of reactions in the game if you yeah. go on the D&D &D reactions. So, mm -hmm. so you can always act out of turn. You can be like, oh, I want to go now because I want to do this cool thing and set you up for my next. A lot of teamwork involved mm -hmm. in that. Nice. Yeah. Uh, you have it. You have a. Uh, you basically have. Um, you can on your turn. You can take two quick actions or a full action. So you can do one or two things basically. Mm -hmm. And uh, but there's another mechanic, and that's like you know shooting guns, hacking. Uh, you can always move, right? You can always do that mm -hmm. stuff. So there's a, and it's a variety of stuff. And and the systems you get from your mech licenses will give you more options for that. Like mm -hmm. you know, swing a big axe or. <laughs> you know, put out an energy shield or, you know, mm -hmm. uh, rewind someone's chronology or whatever. Like I said, For example, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. um, As one does casually. Yeah, yeah. But there is a sort of concept in the game called overcharging. And that gives you an extra action to work with in return, but it puts heat on your mech. And heat is like another okay. kind of health bar. It's like it, you, mm -hmm. your mech heats up. And also your mech can heat up from other systems and actions that they take. Mm -hmm. um, so it has kind of a risk reward thing baked in. Because if you're too hot, your reactor might overload. You might explode. That's the other thing, kind yeah, of fancy. Yeah, yeah. I, I've always enjoyed about mechs is like, oh, they they're like, you know, they have working like nuclear reactors in them, basically. Yeah. So, okay. Yeah. Uh, cool. So so there's like a risk reward into the combat. You can be very aggressive, but it's very risky, or you can play it safe. Um, it's also a very kinetic system. I think if you're mm -hmm. looking for big HP pools, low damage, not the case. Lancer has low HP pools, high damage. <laughs> Stuff will die very fast, including you. Uh, although there is one thing about it, which is that you have multiple health bars. You have this thing called structure. Mm -hmm. And unlike in D&D, when you go to zero, you're not defeated because um, you're in a big mech, mm -hmm. right? But what might happen is your like, arm might blow off or you might blow a system off or something. So you could be in this like mm -hmm. walking shell <laughs> of a yeah. mech as, as you lose more and more structure. Yeah, uh, yeah. And you're only really defeated as you get to the bottom and then, you know, blows up and stuff. It gets more and more likely that the next hit's going to cripple you. Mm -hmm. So again, it has that yeah. kind of risk reward thing going on. So if you like that, I would, I would also recommend this game. That does sound very appealing to me. I love uh, when I do play, this is not D&D, &D, so not to talk about that, but when I do play D&D, <laughs> I always play the road because I like the fact there's so many reactions and things going on and I can interact yeah. and set other people's stuff up for that. And I found with some of the classes, you don't get that and you have your turn and then you sit and wait. That's frustrating. Right. But it sounds like this is much more dynamic, and you have much more opportunity to like get involved and do stuff. And so that sounds that sounds really awesome and fun. And yeah, feels more yeah. like a chaotic mech battle as well with yes, loads of stuff yeah. going on around you. Yeah. And and the other thing is like um, it's important to me in all my RPG design. Stuff feels effective. Mm -hmm. uh, people are playing through uh, Baldur's Gate three right now. I don't know if you are. I am playing. I, I haven't. I haven't yet because I'm not sure if I'm ready to give up my right. life well, to it big, yet. There's a big complaint that like missing a lot feels awful and it doesn't based in low level D&D because you miss and your entire turn was spent doing nothing right uh, that sounds so so, yeah. so Lancer not only do you have a lot of options but also the options tend to be quite effective and they tend to do something even when you don't so you will feel like okay. your turns are well spent generally it is a good feeling game to play I would say nice and well, a little that, biased that good. Well, <laughs> yeah. yeah well obviously i mean it's yeah you, you your game so you made it how how, how you think <laughs> best everyone does um but yeah that's awesome i mean mech combat sounds super fun and this is like kind of the heart of the game and um, yeah. what draws you to kind of play so that's when you really shoot awesome. a big gun it should do something that's what i think definitely <laughs> something should happen um but talking a little bit so we talked about like you can customize your mechs, there's mech combat, there's the characters and the stuff, but um, I also want to talk about the structure of the game as well, like missions, uptime and downtime. Could you yeah. talk about that? Um, give a section of like the, the book to talk about it. So could you just give us an overview of, of what 
if if we were if we if people are listening to this and they're like sold, I absolutely want to stomp around the next do. <laughs> I want to run this game. How do you actually run this game? What's it going to look like when we sit around the table? Yeah, well, so so I, I actually like games that have structure. I I, mm-hmm. I, I like Blades in the Dark a lot. Uh, Blades in the Dark, you know, is mm-hmm. kind of a heist game. You're running heists, mm-hmm. so the game has this thing built into it where you are automatically doing something and you're focused on this one objective. And the game actually likes to skip around in time and it says, mm-hmm. don't worry about preparing, don't worry about the minutia, just here's what we're doing. Let's cut to the heist. Let's let's get there, let's get in the action. Um, and when the heist is over, we're gonna have some downtime. We're gonna go to and so it has a very like mm-hmm. d- a good game flow, especially for people playing other people playing sessions, because you can say, okay, we're doing this today. One of the problems I found in like open-ended RPG games is that um, things often meander because there's no time pressure, mm-hmm. there's no reason for players to engage with this or that um yeah. because, because it's very hard to get a group of people to, do, to go decide where to eat for dinner right in real life yeah uh <laughs> or what time to meet to play a game yeah, yeah if you've ever <laughs> wrangled friends to go mm-hmm. you know get get food and you don't know what you're doing it's, it's a nightmare mm-hmm. well it's it's even harder and in order to, yeah, or to get a rpg session even harder in, in mm-hmm. game to be like well let's focus well in lancer basically there's a mission and there's down and there's downside so, so you're running missions in this game, and uh, actually, when you when you run a mission, you level up after the mission. So you, it's a twelve mission game. Nice. That's what you're doing. A mission could be as small as just like go do this thing, or it could be a longer series of combats and intrigues and other things going over an entire you know couple play sessions. Mm-hmm. But it's basically like uh, an objective. We're doing this thing. Okay. Um, and uh, and so it, it helps to focus people because you know you have you all have a common goal and and you have a thing you're trying to do and it's you know it's military sci-fi so it's trying to say you got a mission you're doing this thing hop in your max go do the thing and then after that the game goes in a downtime and we don't have to track minutia we don't have to track time so lightly we can we can do downtime activities we can carouse we can hang out we can upgrade our max we can get contacts we can do all kinds of stuff and there are rules for that too. Um, to help you kind of build a narrative outside of that. Because I, I like that structure. I like being able to say this game is broken up into definitive chunks mm-hmm. and we are focused on this now and we're going to have yeah. some character development stuff here. Like a TV mm-hmm. show is pace, right? Yeah. Um, what, you know, and, and so so it gives a, it's easier to run for the GM because you can think mm-hmm. about when to prepare certain things. easier for the players because you'll have a goal you're working towards and you can figure out when to fit scenes and ideas and things we have into that structure. So... I quite like it a lot. I think all my mm-hmm. games I, I've written have had some something like that because I really enjoy having mm-hmm. this pre-built thing to hang a game off of. I think it's very helpful. So yeah, I I agree as well. I've been playing games for sure years, uh, but I only recently <laughs> started GMing uh, right. for uh, like this year. And um, sometimes I think when you when you're especially when you're new to running games, having a structure or just a something in place for you feels well for me definitely feels more comforting i'm like okay so i do this and i do this and it just gives me a bit more kind of guidance into how to how to run the game and and how to make sure everyone's having a good time right um linked to that i would ask if somebody for example had recently discovered lancer and was recently um you know gming games yeah. what advice would you give to somebody who's picking up lancer to run it for the first time Oh, use the app. Use the app because it mm-hmm. will. It even has an encounter builder in it for you, okay. and it will run it. Yeah, again, con con the app. <laughs> check it out. Yeah. Even if you're not going to play Lancer, go check the app out. You can just you don't have to sign up for anything. Just load it in your browser. Mm. Mess around. It with looks it. pretty, if nothing else. It has all the stuff <laughs> you need to build characters without mm. any commitment from you. Just go make a few characters, see how you feel. Mm-hmm. And um, for the GMs, you, if you buy the mm. core book, you can download all the NPC data. And mm-hmm. actually build encounters, and and the, the, it'll help you do that. Um, oh, nice! 
very straightforward, easy to run. You could even use the active mode in it to track all the HP and actions and stuff. It's like super simple. So yeah. highly would recommend that. Um, and then also I would, I would think about like, do you, do you like tech running tactical combat? Because that's really what the game is about. And if you're trying to look for a more like, you know, intrigue focused game, story focused game, you can definitely do it with Lancer, but mm-hmm. it's probably better fits for your, for your kind of game, I think, than, than Lancer. But uh, if you're into the tactical combat, if you just look at the military sci-fi kind of thing, it's definitely a good game, a great game for you, I would say. Probably the best one actually for, for mech stuff, for sure. Perfect. Uh, that's yeah, it. that's what I would say. Perfect. Well, I haven't tried running a very tactical combat type game, so I want to try it. So that's why I was looking at this. I was like, this could be this could be the thing uh, for me. But fantastic. Well, I think unless there's anything else you want to brag about the game, if there's anything else, a question that I haven't asked you or, or something you wanted to say that you haven't had the chance to yet or any closing words you want to say about Lancer, now is the time. No pressure. Do, 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 do you have any, <laughs> like, any like extra like personal questions about Lancer you're curious about or...? I've kind of gone through because the good thing about doing these interviews is I get to just write get, all the questions I want and then the answers. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If somebody's watching, because we're pre-recording yeah. this, and if somebody's watching and they have right. a question, where's uh, oh, yeah, the yeah. best place for them to get in touch with you to ask as well? Uh, I would say you can just... you can just um, Like Twitter or something? Or? Yeah, get me on Twitter. No, so it's X now. Oh, yes. Use its proper name. X. You can X me on X or, or, or t- at me on Twitter, yeah, or last last RPG with a question. I'm happy RPG to as well. Yeah, and yeah. I, I'm sure there's links to your Discord as well on there the are, website are, yeah. as well. So fab. Mm-hmm. So happy if to, you, happy to do yeah. That. So if you have any questions and you're like Jess, obviously you should have asked this. Please, please go ahead and get involved I, with the community and ask that. <laughs> I do hope you uh, you check the game out. Uh, mm-hmm. I hope you can can run it, give it a shot, let's see if you enjoy it. Well, I've already got the PDF right here on my computer, so why not? Nice. Uh, oh, I should mention, <laughs> but... uh, uh, it is important to mention uh, mm-hmm. a big a big thing, actually. Mm-hmm. The game is uh, is actually free. Um, you can, okay. So, so, oh, there you go, nice. You, you're so, you're so good with this. Uh, Thank you. <laughs> so, so all the player facing content is free. It's a, mm-hmm. it's it's free. It's all it's the entire mm-hmm. book except for the uh, the lore section in the back and the the GM rules for the NPCs and stuff. Uh, mm-hmm. So if you want to run the game as a GM, you mm-hmm. will need a copy. It's it's twenty five dollars. I think that's a very reasonable ask, especially is, considering yeah. all the other stuff we're giving you. But mm-hmm. all player content that is all mechs, all character options, the introduction, the entire it's literally the 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 the, the book with just the last hundred pages locked up. It's the same book. All mm-hmm. the art, everything is in there. So you can just go download it for free and check it out. And and, uh, yeah. and the app's free. Building characters in the app is free. All uh, player-facing stuff, that's like all the stuff that you could use for your character from all of our Splatbooks is all free. You can download it and pop it into CompCon and use it without paying us a cent. And that's a policy we have going forward because we want to make things accessible for people. Because we think yeah. it's important, you know, you're going to play games with friends. We don't want you to mm-hmm. have to buy the book four times, just once. Yeah, So definitely. So I think it, yeah, it's definitely something that yeah, the GM can buy the book, and then you can give this link to the players and be like, here, this yeah, is what you, yeah. this is what you need to know. Go, yeah. go check it out. Like, go download it right now. I'm not going to stop mm-hmm. you. And uh, you know, if you want to yeah. buy a splat book later because you want to support us, go ahead and do that. But yes, that uh, would be yeah. a great thing to do because the best way to support indie tabletop RPG creators is to buy their stuff. Yeah, uh, I also say we're out of hard copies right now. We actually sold through uh, our entire program, but we will okay. have more available probably. I can't say any definitive date yet because someone mm-hmm. will get very mad at me, but it'll probably be mid next year. And I will say there will be a lot of them and they will be very available. <laughs> so Great. There's uh, another print uh, run on the way. 
There is, yes. Good. Excellent. Okay. Well, PDFs, plenty, uh, plenty of options online for you people now. Um, that's awesome. Tom, thank you so much. Before you go, I do have another question yes. for you though. Uh, so do you have any recommendations for any other games or any other games you want to shout out? And the rules are, it can't be a game you've made because we've just been talking about Lancer last, you know, 40 minutes or so. And it can't be D&D because &D, we are called right. not D&D. &D. So right. those are the, those are the, your limitations. Um, oh man, I have so many games I want to recommend, man. Okay. Well, if you want to do, uh, if you want to do a couple, that's fine. Well, but right. yeah, I, I, let me let me let me pick a like three. Okay, you should go. You should okay. check out and play Fiasco. Yeah. Fiasco is a very mm -hmm. rules light role playing mm -hmm. game. It's extremely yes. rules light. It's practically a collaborative storytelling game. Yes, I have it. Um, yeah, we should get it. Yeah. But it basically, <laughs> it's, it gives you a bunch of preset uh, options mm -hmm. and stuff. It's very easy to run. You don't need a GM. And you are basically with a bunch of friends playing through the plot of like a Coen Brothers movie, like uh, like Fargo or you know any kind of like like crime movie gone wrong, right? You want to play through? It's excellent. It's a really good game. Uh, very simple mechanics, easy to pick up, mm -hmm. easy for people who don't play RPGs to play because it it it's it's more like an, a collaborative narrative game than it is like yes. a dice rolling game. Um, this but, this is my party game for people that are not role players to, yeah, to bring out and it, play. It so, rules. Yeah. It's it's <laughs> really fun. It's really good. Um, uh, I'd recommend you play and check out Blades in the Dark. I think it is an excellent game. It is uh, <laughs> it is super well written. It's a big influence in my uh, writing style and uh, John Harper's games in general, I think, just are all excellent. Mm -hmm. um, if you like playing heist games, if you run, you know, if you yeah. if you're someone who's running D and D and you like doing heists and stuff, check it out. It's a crime game. It's for running heist, being a criminal, that kind of stuff. And, Sadly, I uh, don't have that one on this pile to show off. I was hoping oh, maybe. Yeah. Shame, man. <laughs> See if the next one is. See if the next uh, one is. I've got about ten RPGs around me right now. See if it's one of those. Nice. And then finally, I would say <laughs> uh, go check out uh, Fellowship. Uh, Fellowship is a it's a Powered by the Apocalypse game for mm -hmm. like high fantasy stuff, and it's specifically mm -hmm. there to play out that kind of like uh, I want to say like Lord of the Rings style thing, but also that kind of mm -hmm. you know, Avatar: The Last Airbender kind of like group of friends contending with a big evil villain kind mm -hmm. of thing. So it's it's it can it can encompass those kind of D and D style stories, sure. but in a framework which is much more narrative, easy to access easy to access for non-role players or people who haven't been into D&D. &D. Um, and, uh, and it's, and it's a really, it's a well-made game. It's, it's easy to understand and play and uh, it's very satisfying. And I, so I'd highly recommend it. One of the cool gimmicks about that is that the GM gets their own character sheet because mm -hmm. it's kind of about a group, a party contending with like a, a big evil and the evil has okay. their own character sheet and also levels up alongside the players, which is cool. Oh, nice. I like that yeah. concept. That's yeah, very yeah. cool. So check us oh. out. Fellowship, Blaze in the Dark, Fiasco. That's what I would say. Those are three excellent recommendations. I have I have <laughs> one of them in print. So oh, yeah. But yeah. Okay. That's fantastic. Thanks so much, Tom. Well, thank you for coming on with those recommendations. Thank you for coming on and sharing Lancer. I'd love to have you back on thank as a guest you. when Icon is ready uh, yeah. to because it's playtesting. So uh yeah, 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 so when that's when that's finalized in your mind, that would be great to see that. And yes. Uh, yeah, thanks so much. And thank you to everyone who has watched uh, or has been listening. Uh, we'll be back next week with Not D&D with another guest on um, to every Monday at 10 p.m. British Times of Time and 5 p.m. Eastern Time live Sweet. on Twitch. Thanks, guys. <laughs> so, sorry I'm not live. I have a one-year-old, and that's my excuse. <laughs> that's no problem. All right. Yeah. Thanks very much. Yes, Bye. thank you.